focuses on big data and analytics and latest trends in the digital world. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me always is my co-host, Samir Khan. Happy COVID-19, Samir. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. We're recording this at the time of uh, interesting trends in the world, and oh. no one really knows the answer to it. Like, we thought we were a fast-paced, high-tech world no one has able to figure this out no it's um it's an interesting time a lot of people are asking me if i'm panicking and you know i'm worried and stuff yeah you know i do have a general sense of worry you know and i do um worry about you know our country and society and and just how it's going to change normal trends but for me i i'm so even keeled that i know that i'll start to panic when i see a zombie walking down the road and if i <laughs> It, you know, if I see that zombie, then um, I'll panic a little bit. But I think uh, I was the other day with my kids, I was talking about what my um, Walking Dead kind of zombie outfit would be. So I already know my weapons of choice and right. I my zombie outfit. So I'm ready to go, man. It's like, let's do this. <laughs> zombie time. Let's do this. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, so, so this is a cool topic today. Um, so last, last few ones we've done some interesting topics um we've also interviewed a few different people we're going to go in a slightly different direction and talk about kind of future state and things to be but it's also going to relate back and this one is a very fantastic topic we're going to talk about 5g what it really is and then but this one's called 5g myths conceptions and reality and, and i know samir in, in your role you, you've been doing a lot of um you know, research on the 5G part. So I, I think it's important that, you know, uh, me, me too, I've been doing a lot of research on 5G, but I, I think it's important that our, our listeners understand how 5G can affect them. So I guess let's start. What's yeah, your, so, what's so, so the, the topic, uh, exactly. So the topic for today is 5G myths, misconceptions, and reality, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, with 5G rolling out in multiple cities around the world. I wouldn't say multiple nations because that will be not true, but it's rolling out in a large, uh, it's rolling out in a, in, in a more expedited way than we can think of. But I do think with the, the topic of today, what we want to do is we want to start from the very basic foundational stuff and then expand on yep. talking more detailed topic on how this is going to benefit our end users and listeners. Absolutely. Okay, so let's do. Let's start with the uh, with the definition. You give yours. I'll give mine. What is your definition of five G? So my definition of five G is five G is simply a cellular networking standard, just like four G or it's a, a predecessor to five G, and then three G, right? These are essentially some set of ground rules on how the network is going to operate and the fifth generation of those ground rules is what's called 5G. Yes. And, and in my view, the new, uh, the network like 5G, fifth generation of ground rules require new set of technology, new set of infrastructure equipment and new cellular devices as well. And what's, what's one thing interesting about it is, is 5G is powered by a new technology which is called millimeter wave uh, mm wave uh, 
Uh, so anyone wants to go Google that, they'll figure it out. But that's what is powered by, and it's very different. And we're going to talk more about that, but that's my definition. Very cool. And, and, and just to give everybody an idea of the, the acronyms and all that stuff, so I pulled up this article, and I'm going to read it kind of verbatim what it says, but it says the first-generation mobile network was 1G. Right. That was all about voice. That's just, that was back old day of flip phones and the phones that you installed in your car with that antenna that you had to kind of screw into the window and like permanently damage right. the window. Right. Yeah. I remember that one. Right. Um, second. So then after that was 2G. 2G was the enablement of voice and texting. That's when texting started to be. That's when you didn't have a bag phone. That's when you started to have a flip phone. Um, pagers came around that time. So that was 2G. After 2G was 3G. So 3G meaning third generation, right? That was about voice, texting, and data. Um, around the world, there's a lot of countries that still use that combination of voice, texting, and data. When you think about it, voice and text really are, you know, they're not done over data. A lot of people think it's like VoIP and stuff. No, that was traditional voice. That was traditional text. That was traditional 3G, right? Um, but yeah. So then it came 4G, and a lot of people are actively using 4G today. 4G is really just everything that 3G was, just but faster. It was like when iPhone, right. the iPhone XS, it's the X. Well, that that led yeah. to the whole smartphone revolution with the it video did. streaming, right? Exactly, yeah, and, and that's when VoIP came on board. And now, when you think about with a lot of people, a lot of people are actually doing, you know, different types of. Um, you know, voice and text and data, but none of that is done through the traditional methods. That's actually done through uh, like voice over IP or even data-driven text, data-driven voice. So when you think about 5G, it's very, very fast. Um, you know, and, and you think about it, I, I have a personal interest in this too. Um, I think that 5G is going to be, is going to spur innovations. I think 5G is going to create newer, technology innovations like crazy it's not just going to be like hey we're going to do a few more things no it's going to be like 2x 3x the amount of innovations you've seen lately and what it is it's going to be the platform that enables emergent technologies and it's going to allow iot to really become you know mainstream right and so i i guess let's also describe iot make sure because we have all different levels of listeners right Traditional IoT is Internet of Things. IoT can be anything from the Alexa home uh, or the AirPod that you have in your house, the Apple AirPod or the home Alexa thing. Or you could have, um, you know, your, your fridge that tells you the weather and stuff or it tracks when your milk is gone and it detects it or, you know, um, your watch, your Apple watch, all, all these different things like the, the fact you have Apple CarPlay or the fact that you're, uh, car sends signals back to like if you have a cool tesla it sends signals back that's all iot right 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 absolutely so very cool stuff so i guess let, let's go into this let, let's talk about what is the difference between a 4g network or, or 5g and 5g wi-fi right Correct. because yeah. a lot of people get confused between the 5g wi-fi and 5g network uh, so first off uh, my thought is a 5g the 5G, the fifth generation cellular networking standards should not be confused with 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, which we already have access to in our homes. Okay, so real uh, fast before you go on that. 
So most people, when you look at your when you look at your Wi-Fi, sometimes when they set it up, you're going to see two different signals. You're going to see something that says 2.4 GHZ and 5 GHC, right? So I just want to make sure everybody's aware of what yeah, what we're talking absolutely. about. Okay. Go for it, dude. And those two are frequency bands, like exactly like you said, the 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz, right? When 5 gigahertz was originally, Wi-Fi only had 2.4 gigahertz. When 5 gigahertz was launched, what it simply does in, in a very basic way, it offers more channel to prevent congestion. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and for those who are, are a little bit more geeky, they know how, like right now, if we're experiencing slow speed because a lot of people are online and using Wi-Fi, uh, you could probably play with your Wi-Fi channels by making adjustment to it. What 5G, 5 gigahertz does is offers you the capability to find the best possible channel, but across a larger spectrum of channel. Uh, you know, like, it, like the simplest example could relate to uh, maybe like a few decades ago when we had television, we only had one channel in it and everyone were just glued to the TV, just watching that one channel. And then when the satellite television revolution came in, you had access to so many different channels and now you have access to all the online channels as well. So yeah, you have the ability, like someone's watching something else and you can go probably watch something else. So it's a similar concept, but more related to your Wi-Fi. I know I'm digressing that a little bit, but the 5G network, uh, as explained, it's very different from the 5GG, uh, 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi capability. And it's more about the standards and rules of a cellular network. Mm -hmm. Now, if I were to compare that to the 4G, uh, and some of the points that you already alluded to, Jeremy, if you remember, like, in a 4G and 4G LTE, it gave birth to the mobile streaming revolution, right? And that's where your smartphones, the smartphones and iPhones and all that came in. If and then 4G it also gave... LTE wasn't there, we could not have iPhones and Androids today, Samsung and none of those devices would even function. Right, yeah, they were yeah. planned for the 4G, 4G and 4G LTE streaming. Correct. Correct. So it gave to the mobile app revolution and when 4G was launched in 2009, the download speeds uh, went from 384 kbps, which was 3G, to 100 mbps, so significant difference. But when 5G is going to launch, and we thought that was a holy grail, like the world's changing and we're, like, we're, yeah. we're in super age. But when 5G uh, is launching, the 5G is expected to get the speed of 10 gigabits per second. That's like 100 times wow. better than 4G. So in, in simple terms, let's just help people understand, you could literally download a two-hour movie on a 5G speed if you get the full speed in 3.6 seconds. Uh, that could have taken like six to 10 minutes on a 4G and 26 hours on 3G. Imagine like uh, before you're going on a flight, you're like, oh man, I should have downloaded that movie. Boom, done. Right. Oh, so much, so much, yeah. Like when you're yeah, kids, it's, like, it's yeah. crazy. Can you download crazy. this movie? Sorry, it's going to take 20 minutes to download. No, sorry, here you go. Yeah, and, and, and it's interestingly, the download is one small part of the benefits of 5G, right? The biggest advantage, which I feel, personally feel, the biggest advantage of 5G is the latency. What, what it means is the amount of time for you to get response. Yeah. So here's an example. Uh, with, with 4G, Let's say if you're pushing an app and you're trying to access some information, obviously the app connects to the cloud and you get information from the cloud. It, it takes approximately 100 millisecond, which is like 0.1 second. 
although a person like you and me, we don't notice this, but there are, you were, you were talking about some of the IoT devices, like with 5G, the response time is reduced to one millisecond, which is like a thousandth of a second. So that latency is the huge differentiator when it comes to 5G. It's not, I mean, there's definitely the download speed, but for the end user, like, you know, who are not necessarily technically savvy, but for industrial application, yep. that's the exciting part, which is the response time and latency. No, absolutely. So I, I think one of the things I want to do is also reference back to this article. It's a pretty cool article. And they're talking about this idea that, you know, on the way to 5G and the Internet of Things, and that the connectivity is really at the heart of the industry transformation, right? 5G is going to play this huge role and it's going to be the mastermind really behind the evolution of communication. Um, and really, in this evolution, it's going to cause, it's going to change the way businesses and, and societies react as a whole. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, Jeremy and Smear, pretty cool guys, you know, they kind of know what they're talking about with this stuff, but they're now telling me that faster internet speeds are going to evolution or revolutionize and change the way business and society reacts as a whole. I mean, it, it will, it will. So let, let's talk quickly about that because I think it's interesting to, for people to not, for people that don't get it or, or maybe not believe us why 5G is that big of a deal, why it's so exciting for us. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I feel 5G is exciting because it allows devices and technology to interact at super speed. Right, exactly. and it opens up a new new world of communication. Think about it, like it allows the car today. You have your automobile mm -hmm. to communicate with each other to maintain mm -hmm. safe distance. Uh, some of the smart cars can do that, but majority of the cars in the world they cannot do that. Five G gives the ability to even for dumb cars. If you implement five G sensors on a dumb car, mm -hmm. uh, and then that interacts with the smart car now. Uh, exactly. Same thing. Your refrigerator. You give an example where you're in the grocery store and you want to know which items you're missing, you forgot to prepare your grocery list. If your, if your refrigerator becomes a 5G-enabled smart device, then now it will immediately send an information to your mobile device to let know what are the different uh, grocery items that you need. So you don't have to go worry about like coming back home and trying to figure out what you need. 100% uh, agree. So yeah. Yeah. So, so here's, here's my analogy too. So when yeah. we talk about on this podcast, we talk about a lot of times Samir and I always come back to this thing about like an open garden, a closed garden. We talk about uh, fragmented ecosystems, uh, interconnected technologies and interconnected data sets to be able to drive, um, you know, uh, you know, combined data to be able to make better decisions and so on. Think now of this idea that you're connecting everything from cars, meters, you know, machine sensors, electronics. This even means the interconnectivity of data, all the different data points you now can bring in in real time at these blazing fast speeds that you now have an ecosystem. So the thing is, in, in the data and marketing world, we talk about building a strong ecosystem, right? That's what these big platform plays are. I know at, at Adobe, we always talk about these platform plays, right? We're trying to say we're going to build this connected layer or this platform layer where all your technologies are talking to each other. And that way you're making a single data decision on collective, connective data rather than dispersed data. And you're, you know, remember the study 
that we were a part of um, back in the IBM days of Forrester and 35 different technologies to be able to, to make a decision. Yep, yep. That's three KPIs. It's 105 KPIs to make a decision, separate KPIs, and you're sitting there thinking, this is impossible. But you need to make sure all those KPIs and all that data is integrated into one place. Now think of that in the Internet of Things, in the IoT world, having this ecosystem where everything talks to each other and everything's connected together. Holy crap. I mean, this is where, you know, this is going to revolutionize the way we do business. This is going to revolutionize the way that we act as a society and the way we do marketing. Everything is going to be connected at lightning speeds. That's Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. And, and kind of uh, piggybacking on the point you mentioned, 5G has also created a new type of, given way to a new type of computing called edge computing. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the cloud, you come from the cloud computing background, both of us. If you go look at the traditional cloud computing, the way it operates is the end user is trying to get information. The information is transferred into the cloud server. And then all the processing happens at cloud server. Yep. It comes back to the end user device. Again, some of the processing happened, the end user device and the information is available. Mm-hmm. Now, because of this transfer of information and the processing happening in the cloud, that there's a there's a high dependency on these cloud servers to have very high processing speed. And because of the massive amount of data being transferred between the two devices, it impacts the response time and the response mm-hmm. time is higher and higher. Mm-hmm. And what happens is because you're needing cloud computing to work on the processing, you're needing your cell phones to also do some processing. Today's cell phone comparatively, what's going to happen five years from now are bulky. And the, the battery is also, battery is also very small. The battery life is small, right? What's going to happen is with edge computing, it's kind of the middle layer. It's kind of the middleman between your cloud server and your uh, devices like a cell phone. What it does is the middleman, it does the processing, your AI computing and capabilities before even you have to send it to the cloud servers. So essentially, your cloud servers become more and more of uh, a very advanced processing unit, while all the intermediary data processing and AI intelligence capabilities is done by this middleman edge computing infrastructure. So it puts less and less effort on your cell phone to do that. And if you know, like some of the movies they show, like how cell phones are completely becoming like a maybe a, a small thin device or maybe a light on your on your palm and you can just press the button on the light. Why and that is possible because now you're depending on these edge computing and cloud computing and the 5G network that is connecting all of this to take care of the processing and you experience very, very low latency and the response time is significantly higher. So ultimately, you're not going to need a heavy battery, bulky phone with a bunch of processor in it. You're just going to need an interaction to your edge computing and your cloud server through 5G. I agree. Yeah. And so I think to sum it up, uh, 5G kicks ass. (laughs) I'm excited about it. Right. Okay. So now let's get into the topic we talked about. Today's topic is what 5G misconceptions reality. We talked about what it is, how it works, how it connects with you. Now we're going to talk about some of the myths of the 5G network. So I think, um, Samir here, we presented five different myths, right? So Yes, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, myth number one. What is the thing that's bothering you today that everybody's saying is myth number one today? 
Well, uh, I think the myth number one is uh, a lot of people say, okay, 5G is already launched. Can I download my movie at uh, a movie in two seconds? <laughs> Uh, because the end user, they want to see the benefit, and especially when it comes to the streaming media, right? Yeah. Uh, my thought is, right now, no. We are at the very early stage of 5G launch, and yes, the cellular network providers, you see their marketing ads, and they're making big claims of the 5G rollouts nationwide, and you start reading articles, you see, oh, China's already implemented 5G on three different networks, Korea is following it, and UK is doing that, what is US doing? When we stated the 5G are the new standards, and these standards require new technology infrastructure and setup. So just by rolling the new standards, people should not experience, even they have 5G devices, even then you shouldn't expect that you should receive the 100 gigabyte speed, or the 10 gigabyte speed that we talked about, and immediately start downloading the video in two seconds. You need to have the ecosystem, you need to have the capabilities to have the full potential of 5G. Uh, even in China, like China's rolled out 5G in three different uh, networks, but that still doesn't mean that people are downloading movies in two seconds. Uh, there is still infrastructure that needs to be updated. So that's, I would say, is the myth yeah. number one, is don't get too excited too quickly. There's more to come. The, 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 the output and the input have to match the capabilities of technology capabilities, right? You have to have a device that can accept it, and you have to have the output that's actually pushing out real 5G. Right. right. So exactly. <laughs> if you don't have both, it no work. I'm just going to say it is don't pretend like it does because it doesn't. So, yeah, very good point. Okay. Number two, will I have to throw away my current 4G devices when 5G rolls out? Right, do people think there's going to be some mass dumping of, of just stuff? You're going to be like, I'm going to throw everything away because all I want is 5G. What is going to happen? Right. Yeah, no, I would say no, definitely not. Uh, your current 4G device will continue to work uh, until foreseeable future. Uh, 4G is not going anywhere. No, uh, There are no plans to killing 4G when 5G comes in. There are plans to move from 4G to 5G, just like we did from 3G to 4G. Yep. Uh, now, I wouldn't recommend, uh, personally, I'm not going to buy the 5G device right now. I'm just going to wait until the cellular network uh, you know i am you know i am because i'm you you are you're an early adopter and you definitely I mean, you, you probably already line. have a device now i yeah, don't know if you i do, <laughs> I do. I, i'm gonna stand in line because i'm crazy but nice yeah so no no i think there's gonna be a lot of early adopters that do that but my recommendation is because the ecosystem is not ready there's so many different constraints like security uh the the promise that these network providers are making when it comes to the guarantee and speed latency all of those uh, are inflated right now mm -hmm. and even the industrial application and expectation from 5g are inflated but very quickly though that's going to change i'm not saying that that's going to continue to be that way very quickly it's going to change and then you will have the ability to have the full potential of 5g both for your personal use and business and industrial use so, uh, so, so my recommendation yeah. is no you don't have to throw away your phone uh, just wait and watch till everything moves in the right direction and you can then start switching into 5G if that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's going to take a while for it to happen. You know, it's one of those things to where there could be some software updates on your end that could help you utilize that network faster, but eventually it's going to be a hardware update that you're going to need in order to be able to activate true 5G. So 
Right. Don't, don't be like me. Don't be an early adopter. Wait for the early majority <laughs> if you really want to, but you don't have to start throwing stuff away. But like I said, even today when you don't have good connection, you're still going to get 3G. You know, you're st all the other Gs are still out there, right? So it's not right. like you have to hurry up and do stuff. Unless you're hardcore like me, I highly recommend you go stand in line because it's fun. Just take a snack, you know. <laughs> yep, I agree. Okay. Number three, weather data will be impacted. So um, we actually used to work at the company that owns the Weather Channel, right? They're the ones exactly. who are buying weather data, and they actually had access to all weather data, which would then be able to go and help retailers make decisions and manufacturers make decisions um, based on upcoming trends in weather. What do you think there about the weather data? How is that going to impact it? Uh, weather data, uh, there is no conclusive study, although there are some myths out there that could say, you know, some scientists, they say 5G will uh, interfere with the satellite and historical weather data is going to get messed up. Mm -hmm. Now, and what the, what the ramification of that is, it could have a bad weather prediction. So honestly, one thing I would say on my point is like the weather, weather prediction is still very sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not 100% accurate. So that's You're one side. It's a guesstimate. Um, You're saying it's a guesstimate. <laughs> right. Even now with all the, all the advances. Now, on top of that, uh, since 5G is still in the initial stages and the infrastructure is not present, at least in the near term, we don't see any massive impact on the satellite data or the historical weather data. Uh, but there is there are, the conclusive tests have not been done here, uh, so I couldn't say yes or no. But at least in the near term, you shouldn't see anything like that. No, don't worry, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, next one. Five G is ha hazardous for our health. So, in the same way that um, windmills and uh, you know the sound doesn't cause cancer, and some of these other weird myths that people are saying out there um 5g are you thinking that 5g is going to have these higher frequency radio waves that are going to go through my skull and fry my brain and you could possibly die because it's a stronger signal well let's uh, <laughs> let's let's ask dr khan here to see what his thoughts are is, is, fi is 5g going to fry your brain yeah, first of all, I'm not a doctor, so please consult, <laughs> please consult your respective physicians. But I would say, if you look at it, you know, if you do some study, any kind of radio or microwave signals are not good for health if for prolonged and continuous usage, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's there's no myth there. That's a fact. Like people have experienced loss of hearing, people have experienced some health impacts because they're consistently on the phone or they're consistently doing some stuff. And there are some, you know, ergonomic best practices and how you use devices and all that kind. Now, having said that, there are, there have been some limited studies that show that 5G could have even more significant impact on our health. Mm -hmm. As I said, those are limited studies. They have been done in environment where 5G was not rolled out. That was very early on, maybe somewhere in the early 2000s. And those studies cannot be generalized for mass audience. So like right now, scientists are doing studies to see if certain medicine is going to be generalized for all coronavirus patients. We can't just roll out medicine without doing a conclusive study and trials. And that's the same thing for any kind of study related to 5G. If once the 5G starts rolling out, 
and then they will have an opportunity to do a much more wider scale study to see if there are any true impacts on health or not. Till then, it's TBD. Um, and, you know, let's wait and watch what happens. And hopefully not, because there are being studies being done that shows that 5G is just like any other network, and it will not necessarily have any uh, impact on the health. But again, th- th- those are the two sides of the coin. Um, we're kind of in, in the in the boat. We're like, let's see what happens. Okay, so this next one, this last one here is kind of a loaded question or a loaded myth because it's going to say, "Is does 5G, will it make my phone faster? Are you talking about, <laughs> yeah, will, will it make my phone today faster? Will it make my future phone faster? But does it actually make the phone faster or what does it make faster? Uh, well, yeah, that I like you said, it's a loaded question, right? Uh, I'm not sure if 5G makes the phone like a 4G phone faster because the 4G phone is a device. It has its own processor. It has processing capabilities. What you could experience, let's say if you have a 4G device on a 5G network, you could experience better downloads. Mm-hmm. And you'll see some gains in uh, performance improvement when you try to access something online and try to download something on a 5G network. On a 5G device using 5G, definitely the phones will be faster because those are devices built for 5G. Those will have the next generation of processing capabilities. doesn't matter which vendor you pick. So obviously your device will be faster. And at the same time, because they are 5G enabled, which as, as we mentioned earlier, they're like 100 times better download speeds and significantly better latency and response time, you're definitely going to see a significant improvement in speed and response time on your devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my thought. What do you think, Jeremy? I, I completely agree. I think exactly that. It, it's going to make the device fast. It'll make the communications faster. So what I always come back to, it's not really the, it's not really the device. It's not really the processing speed. It's one of those things where it's just like, hey, is 5G going to make my computer faster? No, dude. If you have a faster processor in your computer, that's what makes your computer faster, right? If you have more storage drive or, or just different hardware components of it, it's the communication and the transference of data that's faster. That's exactly what it is. And so, you know, uh, hopefully that those five myths, um, you know, summarize that. So before we close out today, one of the things I want to make sure, and we're going to kind of throw this new idea out, what can you do today? You're sitting there thinking, okay, great, Samir and Jeremy, you told me all this thing about 5G, and now you're telling me I need to get ready for it. It's going to slowly start to roll out in 2020. And um, I, I had a friend recently just text me while we're on doing this podcast right now, and we're talking about 5G and all this stuff. He randomly just said, let me see what exactly what he said, because this is shocking. By the way, um, because of the effects of 5G, the IoT market by 2025 will be a $1.5 trillion market. Wow. <laughs> wow. I just facepalm craziness. So, okay. Yeah. Because of 5G, and it's not IoT has accelerated that because of that. It's because of what 5G can do. 5G is going to revolutionize the IoT industry and just the data technology industry it is insane so i guess okay so you give uh, let me ask samir for some of his insights and then i'll follow up with my insights so let's say you're a marketer today right and you're sitting there thinking 
or an analyst today, what can I start doing at my company? Is there anything I should be doing or should I start getting ready? Or what could I possibly do today to get ready for 5G? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and I would like to have people think about the time when cloud computing was launched, right? And if you're a business, what are the implications for your business? The things that will benefit from cloud computing, like for example, a lot of people were managing all of their documents uh, in, in the hard-coded uh, files, cabinets, right? Mm -hmm. And when cloud computing allow you to move your documentation from your file cabinets to online in digitization, where you can manage all of your documents online because of the cloud computing revolution, more and more businesses starting move in that direction when they felt comfortable. And so that's for small businesses. Now, if you look at the large businesses, large businesses have uh, different implications and they're, they're more about competition, uh, significant competition, worldwide presence and efficiencies and costs in uh, strategic partnerships. So in that area, some of the businesses have already started investing in 5G infrastructure capabilities where it's going to benefit them. Like Amazon, for instance, is utilizing long haul autonomous truck for I don't know how long, like maybe for a few years now. Oh, they're using these long haul autonomous truck. I'm pretty sure with 5G, whatever capabilities they're using right now, and if you augment that with 5G, that's going to be a huge advantage. All of the fleet networks today, like you Uber, they're testing this autonomous vehicles. Grocery stores like Kroger, they're testing autonomous delivery vehicle. They're going to have a huge advantage uh, with the help of uh, the 5G networking capabilities. Uh, so if, it depends on what part of the uh, the business you are, what what cycle of business, what type of company you are, and it will have different implications for 5G. Like in my company, we're also looking into what are the implications of 5G for our business and, and so on and so forth. I completely agree. So I, th I think from my standpoint is the best thing you can do today is continue to do what Samir and I have been preaching on this podcast and, and, and also in our, in, our, in our jobs is continue to build an open garden ecosystem, continue to build connectivity, get rid of the data fragmentation across all of your different tools and work today to build a strong analytical foundation to where all your data comes into one place to a single source of truth. If you're able to start building those pipes today, where all of your data and connectivity of all your different 35 plus tools go into one place where you're making a decision on a single source of truth, that is the beginning stage because all 5G is going to do is make it quicker and make it faster and your computing is going to be even better. But if you can't just start from scratch and say, holy crap, 5G is out. Now all of a sudden we're going to have beta, better data. We're going to be able to make better decisions. No. You didn't build the infrastructure to be able to allow something like that. So right. That, and for me, it's that simple. Do what you're supposed to be doing already. 5G will just make it better. I agree. Cool. So where do we go from here, Samir? I think we got some uh, interesting updates on what we're going to be doing in the next uh, week or so, right? I think we're talking about Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's some, some exciting update. Go, yeah, I, I was going to say... Jeremy and I have been thinking for this while, like we have been communicating to our podcast listeners uh, through audio for a long time. And it's been a one-sided communication uh, other than the feedback that we receive. Like we talk about it and then you listen to us. 
we're going to flip that uh, and we're planning on hosting a live Q&A session for the very first time for our, just for our podcast listeners. And I think this will be a fantastic opportunity for us to interact with you and at the same time for you to ask questions about digital, about data, about your career, anything that you like. Uh, if you if you know, uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed that uh, Jeremy and I bring to table 40 years of combined experience and we have been doing coaching and mentoring in a variety of different forms for many different organizations, uh, you know, some of the big name brands like Wipro and Rackspace and IBM and so on and so forth. So I feel this is a really good opportunity for us to open up the floor and have some of our listeners join us. Mm-hmm. The details of the event will be uh, added to the show notes of this podcast, and you can find more details on our website, which is analyticstodaypodcast.com slash event, which is analyticstodaypodcast.com slash event. And we'll share more details on about that Q&A session. So we look forward to you seeing live in this Q&A session. Yeah, and we'll be posting these on our social channels, our various social channels, if you're following us there too. That way you can... Um understand dates times the fun stuff we'll have a party you know you'll enjoy it cool great awesome yay Yay. cool so a happy uh happy coronavirus day samir (laughs) (laughs) don't say that (laughs) there's nothing happy about that (laughs) okay sad uh happy friday Um, yeah i like that friday uh go enjoy spending time with your family that's what's important. Very Call important. your friends that you haven't talked to in a long time. Remember that book that you wanted to write? Go start writing it. You remember all those projects yeah. you want to start doing? Go paint that room. Go fix the things that your, your significant other has been telling you to go fix in the house for six months. Just go do it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Very yeah. good message. Cool, man. Happy uh, Friday and uh, we're excited to see you guys live soon. And thank you again, Samir. This has been fantastic. Thank you.